Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 28th day of June, middle of the week. We're closing in on the final day of the month. Coming up on Friday, the 30th, of course, will be our essay edition. We do that every month on the final day. And we do it from where we, wherever we are in this journey in the Gospel of Mark. Well, I can tell you I'm going to speed up just a little bit the end of the 11th chapter so that the essay falls in chapter 12. That means today and tomorrow we're going to get through verses 23 through 33. And you say that sounds like a lot of verses, but it just so happens that the last 27 to 33 are a quick conversation between Jesus, the chief priest, the scribes, and the elders about authority, and we can do all of that on tomorrow's podcast along with that passage on forgiveness. But for today, let's close out this lesson of the withered fig tree where Jesus has just said, have faith in God. Verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Remember, Jesus has just cursed a fig tree as an allegory for a system that needs to come down from the root. As a visual illustration of it, he cleansed the temple the day before with whips knocking over the tables, quoting Jeremiah, who said that the house was now a den of thieves because they weren't taking care of the widow and the fatherless and the stranger. Jesus has now announced such a a similar thing on that standing temple and uses a fig tree to illustrate it. So when he then shifts the illustration to a mountain, do not assume that he's changing the subject. He's merely pointing out geographically another representation of things that must fall by our maintaining faith in God instead of faith in self. The temple had started to institute faith in your performance. But faith in God's where it starts. So geographically, Jesus, looking across the valley, sees Herod's mountainside fortress. I was there in March of this year. It has been recently excavated, a massive mountainside fortress that overlooks the old city of Jerusalem. It had an amphitheater carved in one side of the mountain, Um, It's a massive thing. And it was the highest point. Herod built it to be the artificially highest point in Jerusalem, or at least in that part of Jerusalem, or the, the Holy Land. So the highest point was artificial, and it was this edifice built by King Herod. Jesus, standing, looking at that, hill, it's most likely there that Jesus says, whoever says to this mountain, because that's the mountain outside of Jerusalem, an artificial mountain built by Herod. Jesus says, you say to that mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart. Believe what you say. It'll be done. Jesus is encouraging his disciples, namely, to pray in face of the mountainous temples and Herod palaces of their lives and believe in God, not in themselves, not in their performance, not in their ability, or not even in their prayer, but believe in God and those things can come down. And why we know this has to connect to the fig tree story is because it's in the same story. So in the same way that the things that produce no fruit 
are dried up at the root by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of Christ, so shall the mountains of your life dry up from the root, be cast into the sea. Now, that's the geographical idea, but there's a scriptural idea behind it as well. In Zechariah chapter 4, and I've told you before, I think Zechariah is probably the most underappreciated prophetic book of the Old Testament. It's my personal favorite of those prophetic books. Zechariah 4.6 This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That's a famous, famous text. We quote it most of the time out of its context. We say, whatever God's going to do, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. That's right. But in its context, it's even better. Who are you? This is verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone. Or the Septuagint says, he shall bring forth the stone of inheritance with shouts of grace, grace to it. So how does the mountain come down? With shouts out of the mouth, grace, grace to it. Who's grace? Jesus. The word of Christ spoken against the mountain brings it down. Isaiah 40 would talk about mountains made low. I think Jesus is just reaching once again back into the prophetic language of Zechariah, showing us how to overcome those mountainous obstacles. In the previous day, that obstacle had been personified by the temple. That morning, it was illustrated by a dried up fig tree, things that were supposed to produce that weren't, that had become strongholds, obstacles to people. Jesus says the way to defeat them is through your mouth. That leads you from believing when you pray into standing praying but having something against people. Tomorrow we'll deal with the 25th and 26th verses for most of the podcast, and then we'll read out chapter 11, which is that authority passage where Jesus tells them that he won't, he won't give them the answer to his authority. We'll make some comments on that as we head into chapter 12, because I really want the parable of the wicked vine dressers to be our essay as we come up on June the 30th. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.